to Melby. D. Simon, you're a complete mince tease and bastard, you. And Lance Wackerley, ooh, 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 right in the bumhole. Ooh, be grapes. You unlock this door with the key of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension. A dimension of sound. A dimension of sight. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. You've just crossed over into... Sickening. The world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? Keeping it real? Yep. In the yay area? I am. That's that's the hip way to refer to the Bay Area. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, it's on my Twitter account, if you've ever looked at it before. I don't pay attention to your Twitter account. I'm too busy with my own. <laughs> that is a term that... Uh, <laughs> Started with the the fizz, <laughs> the, the crunk stuff. Yeah, it's all the the Bay Area hip hop dudes were got into ecstasy somehow, and that that's how they did the sort of. There's a style of rap, and I'm blanking on it. E forty, E forty. Yeah, what that are they guy. called? What I don't style know. of that? It, it's but he called E forty refers to the Bay Area as the Yay Area, and I always wondered if it was a cocaine reference because they call. I think it it's ecstasy. It's ecstasy. Is that what it is? It's ecstasy related somehow. I don't know how, how that goes with yay, but... So, Wankerly, because you dated an African-American girl, does that make you down with the hip-hop scene? Of course. <laughs> I can make black jokes in front of black people, everything. I get all the benefits. So I heard that the uh, the yay area actually was a busy place this week. There's a lot going on up there. Um, you have uh, the, the the A's are trying to get a playoff bid, the Oakland A's. You had the the Giants. They're playing a game. Yeah, the 49ers are doing a home game. Uh, Neither the, of those baseball games are here, by the way, but it's still other. interesting to everybody. The bars are packed with people watching them. What about the, the American, American Cup? Cup? America's Cup? Or whatever it is. The boats. Hey, get it right. Yeah, the boat's going around the America's Cup. Um, yeah. Hardly Strictly Bluegrass Festival's going on. Not going to that. <laughs> you know, not actually... Not because I don't like bluegrass music, but... Um, it's a, And not that I'm really anti-festival, but the thing is, it's free. So just every jackass in the Bay Area goes there. It's just crowded and full of dirty, like, homeless people. I must say, though, it's a it's a cool thing... That it exists. Like a guy puts on this free show, he attracts some major talent. There, like Elvis Costello. Dead, by the way. <laughs> well, whoever his family or whatever. He just died. You, you know the guy. It's the Hellman's mayonnaise man. Oh, is that Warren who does Hellman. it? Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> um, but it, but he gets some big, you know, major talent. You get Elvis Costello. I think is playing this year for free. I think he always Elvis Costello is like there every year. I think. I, when I went a couple of years ago, I don't know if you went to that one, but uh, Steve Martin played with his uh, his bluegrass project. No, I was not there. But the thing is, I would describe that festival as an ordeal. It's so 
unbelievably crowded. You can't walk around and, and, and the people stake a place for themselves. I get there like right at the very beginning, these old, disgusting, dirty, lice ridden hippies and they get their gross blankets and they sit there and camp in front of a stage and you can't get around them. You can't walk around them. You got you, So you're stuck way in the back and it's crowded and there's babies sucking at their mother's teats. It's terrible. And they smell like hemp and, and patchouli. patchouli. Ugh, it, it seriously turns my stomach. I was yep. bitching the entire time till I left. The peanut butter jam's going on in Alameda. What is that? In case you know. <laughs> it's the Alameda <laughs> Festival. It's actually one block away from me, and I haven't gone to it. That sounds like the gayest thing I've ever heard. Gayer than Folsom Street Fair, the peanut well, butter jam festival. I gotta, I gotta say I'm keeping it a little old school. It's not called the peanut butter jam anymore. Oh, okay. What, what do they call it now? Well... They used, there used to be a peanut butter factory here, and that's why they called it the peanut. I think it was Skippy or something. Oh, maybe Jeff. I don't know. So they called it the peanut butter jam. Then they just called it the jam because that's a little more hip. And now they were calling it – now they changed the name again to like the Neptune Beach Memorial like Festival or something. I don't know. I would rather masturbate with a handful of glass than go Well, like that. I said, it's a block away from me, and I haven't been. But what sucks is that it's on the main street there, and so since it's all closed down, all the fucking traffic goes in front of my house. So if you hear buses and just ne'er-do-wells driving by with their thumping bass music out of their car, I can't help it. Well, it's better just than for, uh, just having, for this weekend. It's better than having airplanes flying over your house with their deafening roar. Isn't, isn't Fleet Week going on as well? Yeah, they're doing that too. Oh, my God. I hated that. That was one of the worst. What are you, an 80-year-old woman? It's awesome. No, but it, it's, no, it was one of the worst things about being in the Bay Area. Cause it, it, you're hungover. You're trying to sleep. And every two seconds, there's like an F-15 just flying by, shaking your entire core. Yeah, it's awesome. It's not awesome. F-15s are cool. Like, death from above, man. Oh, my God. You know, the Fleet Week... I don't know what the significance is. Of Fleet Week. <laughs> this is what uh, this is. This is the sentiment of all the, those dirty hippies that you hate. They're like, I can't believe we're glorifying these war machines, man. I don't care <laughs> about the war it's machines. The, it's interrupted my me listening to the bluegrass music. I don't care fuck about off. the war machines. You know, send them over to Afghanistan, blow the fuck out of that country. I don't even care. Well, I just don't want to be. Too. I don't want to be woken up from my slumber. I'm hungover. I'm going to be in a bad mood, even more spiteful than usual, because of roar, the roar of a plane woke me up instead of my cell phone alarm. You Annoying. do still do that thing where, like, you sleep till 4 o'clock the next day, don't you? I would be sleeping now if we didn't have to do this godforsaken podcast. <laughs> I, I'm not saying, like, I'm a badass and I get up early, but, like, I'm just, my, my like, sinuses are completely, like, dried out and my, I, there's, like, no moisture in my throat. I, I just can't sleep anymore when I'm hungover like that. Like I don't know. I'm able to. Even if even if I have a big thing of Gatorade or water next to my bed and I'm just chugging it and trying to go back to sleep, 15 minutes later, I'm all dried out again. <laughs> it's weird. Speaking of alcoholic beverages, Wackerly, did you consume any this weekend? Yeah, I helped make some wine yesterday. Did they pour the wine over your breasts and then bottle it? Listen, <laughs> I'm not that fat, by the way. And no. <laughs> Did you happen to insert a tube from the wine into your rectum to consume it? I have to think about that one. No. <laughs> the reason I'm bringing this up is because alcohol has actually been in the news 
uh, this week. A couple different stories of uh, alcohol. And I feel that since alcohol has been the news, and it's a, a topic that both you and I are familiar with, overly familiar with maybe, I feel the crack news team here at Sick and Wrong needs to do some reportage. There's some much-needed reportage that needs to be done about these alcohol topics. What's the difference topics. between reportage and reporting? I like just saying reportage. It sounds like something someone would say, like, you know, like William Randolph Hearst said it, you know, back in 1920. We need to do some reportage, some crack reportage. Oh, so it's like a Monty Burns word? I, I think so. I don't know. I like saying it. You, but You took, like, you know, news making in college, right? I thought maybe you'd, you'd know. I don't think they used the term reportage then. I probably I've did. I've definitely heard it. Maybe. I, I, you hear it every now and then. You know, that's what we do. I mean, that's the nature of this program is reportage. I like to, I like to say reportage. Reportage. <laughs> it's like French. Well, so now uh, it's alcoholic beverage news here on Sick and Wrong. I, I wish we had some theme music for this, like, I don't know, alcohol-related theme music. 99 bottles of beer on the wall. <laughs> bottles of beer. <laughs> So I don't know who sent it in. Uh, you know, actually, I got an email, but I think you had a friend that sent the same story in. Anal Muffin. Anal Muffin wrote, I found this on the inner tubes. It'd be interesting to be in the presence of someone who drinks this liquor. This is a pretty good money scheme. It's called gspirits.com. Uh, and Wacker, you had a friend that sent in an article on gspirits, right? Yeah, I'm a little annoyed because my friend actually works in the liquor business. And so, you know, she sent it to me because she got it through those channels, and now, yeah, now it's out on the internet before we got to put it on our podcast. Oh, so wait, you thought we had a scoop here? I thought we had a scoop, but we're very slow in doing our reportage. Well, our reportage occurred over the weekend, and then this article kind of blew up. It's such a non-story to me, because I just think it's a ploy to sell more booze, but... Here it is. Uh, German liquor company is turning heads this week due to its limited edition line of spirits, which the brand promises were all poured over a model's naked breasts before being bottled. Can you believe that? No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, I believe it's happened. I believe that they're selling it in this manner, but uh, yeah. No, because what, what do they do? The models stand in a kiddie pool and then they pour it over them and then they like suck it all back out of the dirty kiddie pool. That, 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 it doesn't even make any logistical sense. Yeah, but you know, even if they did do that, dudes would still drink it. They don't care. Oh, yeah, that's that's the idea. I mean, how how horny do you have to be, though? Really? Like, just just go to a strip club and, and you know, see some real titties and just drink a beer that just came out of the beer barrel. It doesn't need to be on their tits. G Spirits Company, started by a pair of former bartenders, was founded on the principle that liquor is about both taste and that special feeling one gets when drinking. <laughs> what special feeling do you get when drinking? Inebriation. And it, does, it has nothing to do with the alcohol being on a girl's tits. I get, I get this special feeling that, uh, that I incredibly become much more attractive than I am. And I think that a girl is very interested in me, even though she's looking at me like I'm dog shit. Inflated self-importance, that's what it is. <laughs> if any woman sees a guy drinking these G-spirits and, and she knows, like, oh, he's drinking that liquor that got poured over a dirty whore's body, <laughs> she's not going to be, you're not going to score. The website states, to create the perfect taste, we let every single drop of our spirits run over the breasts of a special type of woman. A type we recognize in this liquor. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they have rums, whiskeys, and vodkas, and they claim that every drop has been poured over a woman's chest. Now, don't get me wrong. If I'm, if there's like a hot slut out there that wants to come over and pour liquor over her tits directly into my mouth, that I'm totally into. Well, I don't know. How do you prove that? How do you prove that it's being done? I mean, just these guys saying it on a website that they've been doing it. Maybe have there's a video. Photos. <laughs> yeah, but they have a video. I mean, but seriously, they're just bottling liquor, saying that they're doing this gimmick. You know how the Germans are, though. They should. The Germans should go. Some like some government tester should should go like ensure that it's actually happening. <laughs> this is false advertising. You are being shut down. It's funny though because it kind of reminds me. It's reminiscent of the ball drop shot that my brother was was talking about. That they do it at their bar where they pour Jägermeister over their nuts. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm talking about though. Like that's you get to actually see it happen, and then that's a different experience than buying it from the store and just trusting that you know some chicks tits have been in this booze. Suspending your disbelief that this actually happened, you know. Because it's, I, I don't know, it just seems like such I a... I have a hard time believing your brother really did that, but I, I guess other people have told me. I'm going to put it past him, though. Um, he's done other nastier stuff, I'm sure. That's, way, put... too clo- that's way too close to Jeff's butthole for me. <laughs> I mean, even even if you get past the, like, I don't want his nuts in my drink either, let's say that I did. Like, how do you ensure that there's no ass juice that gets mixed in. My question is, do, does the Jägermeister, do the crabs drown in the Jägermeister, or do they live in the Jägermeister? Can they still swim in the Jägermeister? I don't know. I'm not an expert on crabs. I've never had them. <laughs> the pubic lice, do they die within contact? Because if that was the case, well, then okay. But I don't want them, I don't want to drink Jäger pubic lice. It's gross. What about just pubes? It's also gross. <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't do that. Yeah, that's, that's funny. I'm surprised they didn't like take a couple models' pubes and just put them in each bottle of vodka. Like the worm? Yeah, like I'm like surprised the they didn't do that. Kill. You know, I bet you uh, that's a way. Now that's a way that they can, you know, be get a little bit, score a little more legitimacy. Yeah. You know, have a real woman's pubes in the bottle. They say the cheapest offering here from G Spirits is the G Vodka. Because most of their alcohol, most of these bottles will set a buyer back like $179. It's 139 wow. euros plus shipping. They really are ripping people off. But the cheapest bottle is the G Vodka, which has been poured over Evelyn Aubert, a successful playmate and finalist of the Miss International Hungary contest. Now, now she just sits there while they pour just gallons and gallons and gallons of vodka over her tits all day long. What if they dunk her head in it? Um... The bottle is priced at a cool 119 euros, which is about $153. I think they should do a really cheap one. Like, seriously, like, pour some Mad Dog over, like, Susan Boyle's tits. How much would you pay for that? You know, Susan Boyle, remember her? Can I pay you to take it from me? <laughs> it's like 10 euros. Or what, what about, like, maybe make, like, a speedball version. Some Mad Dog mixed with, like, some Amy Winehouse ashes. You know that would back a punch. It'd be some potent liquor. Right. I don't think the family would agree to it, though. Mix a little Amy Winehouse with some absinthe. God, that would fuck you up. I'd do I it. I would, it. I would try it. I would definitely do it. I want to know what part of her I'm getting, though, once again. <laughs> if it's, like, piece of the tit, fine. But I don't want the butthole in my drink. <laughs> they say, um, this is what, uh, they're saying that this gives men a bad name because there are guys out there that are going to be buying this stuff. If anyone's gullible enough to buy this... 
just go do it. It's just it's the most ludicrous notion. It's it's the the, the fact that you're believing somebody by saying that. You know, the, idea I mean, that men, the idea that men have a good name that's being sullied by this is ridiculous. You know, more power to them if if they're going to if they if you're going to be able to market something. I think based on a lie doesn't really matter, but just on a gimmick like this, and people are willing to feed into it and buy it. Well, go do it by all means. I I I think it's I think it's retarded. Does it taste a little bit like that horror perfume, like the stripper perfume? <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> so that's the first bit of alcohol news here on Sick and Wrong. The second alcohol breaking story is about a, uh, a an outbreak that's occurring on campuses throughout this nation of ours here. Butt chugging. Have you heard about this, Wackerly? Butt chugging? Yeah, I've heard about it. I'm not doing it. Butt chugging. Butt chugging, also known as an alcohol enema. Apparently, a, uh, a, a frat has been suspended until 2015 after a near-fatal alcohol overdose that was administered through butt-chugging, or a rubber-tube alcohol enema. And uh, I have some audio, some really, really funny audio that we're going to have to play in a second here, but a little background on this. So butt-chugging, have we talked about this before? I know we talked about the alcohol like tampons. Remember, like, girls and high school kids were dipping tampons and vodka and then shoving it up each other's asses, which actually I kind of find a little bit erotic, but... I thought, um, we, were talk- I thought we talked to some woman who gave herself, like, a white wine enema. Who'd actually done it. I, I, are you talking about a prostitute, Wackerly, that, that you've had <laughs> in your own house? Because I don't recall this. Maybe, uh, maybe we have. Then. Yep, I don't know. Maybe we have. We have had a lot of uh, women of questionable morals here on the show. Well, they're adventurous. <laughs> so a University of Tennessee student's near death after un- he uh, underwent, uh, this is following a University of Tennessee student's near death after undergoing a so-called alcohol enema. The school has suspended the campus fraternity until 2015. The Pi Kappa Alpha House on uh, Knoxville, Tennessee's campus will close on October 7th. They're done for a few years here. I love how that's what they do to fraternities. Like they can go rape a girl and it's like, well, okay, you're close for a couple of years. Yep. You know, and then they come back and they have a big crazy party and they do the same, they do the same thing because they don't learn their lesson. You know, this is probably some hazing incident gone awry. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, that's what it is. So uh, Knoxville police said one fraternity member is admitted to the hospital earlier this week with a dangerously high level of intoxication. After undergoing what students call butt chugging, a dozen people were later cited for underage drinking. Uh, this 20-year-old kid, so he's underage here, Alexander Broughton, has denied that he received an alcohol enema, though police records dispute this claim. Uh, the, the kid has recovered and has returned to classes. Uh, but thanks to this fraternity's drunken exploits, the bizarre way of getting drunk butt chugging here is giving parents and health administrators a new fear. So, butt chugging. Uh, why do the cops think they know that this happened when the kid denies that it happened? I mean, he doesn't remember anything anyways. He was super fucked up. He has no recollection of what happened. He says he's been drinking. You know, he was drinking. They were having a party, a frat party. He was delivered to the hospital after midnight. I, I just, in my mind, I just envision these guys just pulling up and just kicking him out of the car and then driving away as fast as possible. I'm surprised they even did that. 
Um, but so he was delivered to the hospital after midnight. His blood alcohol level was measured at 0. .448, uh, which is six times That's the intoxication high. that defines drunken driving um, in Tennessee. Uh, then the police uh, or the hospital staff found injuries to his rectum that led them to, to believe <laughs> that he had been sodomized. So, I which is known to happen in fraternities, also. Yeah, you know, no, without, without without actually doing butt chugging. But they, I wonder if they gave him like a they busted out the rape kid. You know, the hospital or the friend? <laughs> no, the hospital. I mean, they probably uh, pulled out the rape kit because what? Why would they assume like a kid? You know, he's like, well, I'm in a fraternity. They're like, get the rape kit. Like, they is there, that is this there a happens? different rape kit for girls and guys, or is it the same rape kit? I don't know. <laughs> I wonder, actually, if, if we have any EMTs out there, what kind of rape kit do you use for a dude? Probably the same thing. It's just Colors holes. blue. It's cavities. Pink. Um, yeah, but the cavities are different. Yeah, I mean, I guess one's a little deeper than the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm willing to... I'm willing to allow that they're different holes. <laughs> One's Thanks. a little more appealing to me than the other. <laughs> I like them both. So uh, it's believed that uh, that um, members of the fraternity were utilizing rubber tubing that they inserted into their rectums as a condu- conduit for alcohol. Uh, this is known as an alcohol enema and uh, known among students shy. as butt chugging i i hate to repeat myself and i think i bring this up every time one of these hazing stories comes in but like okay some people claim to join frats because they're like whoa it's a long tradition of brotherly compassion and, and you have a lifelong network of people that you can work with and it's very good for your career okay and there's other people who admit like i just want to get in there because you know you get to have sex with all these sorority girls yeah i mean it's so um, easy to get and there's laid other people who are like well they have awesome parties and it's really fun and you have all these activities you're never bored but of all those legitimate reasons why somebody might join a, join a fraternity like when you find yourself like on your back <laughs> with your pants off and your ass up in the air and one of your fraternity brothers is shoving a tube <laughs> into your ass and pouring what god knows what into it like, don't you think that you're like not on that path anymore? Like, hmm, this doesn't this doesn't seem to relate to getting laid by sorority chicks, or this doesn't seem like a very brotherly, lifelong relationship I'm molding. Well, it amazes me too that maybe you're, you know, so this guy's a, a pledge to this fraternity. He's trying to impress his his brethren, and it, I'm just amazed at one of the other pledges that's standing there watching this is like, you know, screw this, I'm going home. Because that's the first thing I would say. As soon as, like, the pants come down and there's anything involving your anus with other men, I'd be like, you know what? This is done here. I don't even care about how much easier – the access I have now to to, to pussy. I don't even care anymore because you're going to make me do something that I'm going to regret. Yeah, and who are the dudes who are being impressed by it? Like, well, he really did take that alcohol enema in front of all of us, so you got to give him that. (laughs) <laughs> no, I would never respect him again. I'd be like, yeah, did you see that guy? We told him to get on the floor and take his pants off and take out, you know, booze up his butthole, and he did it. What yeah, a clown. But, but seriously, the guys that are administering these enemas, I'm sure they are rock hard because this is something that they're into. Well, you that's know? the only legitimate thing, right? That's the only legitimate explanation. Has to is be. like, no, it really is just gay. 
it's completely gay, and I, that's like what I think. If your brother said he was doing this, like, oh yeah, we all get in this house and we convince this dude to get naked on the floor and and we put a tube up his ass and then pour Jack Daniels down, I'd be like, oh, I'm glad you're having a good time this weekend. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Yeah, we like to do some drunken gerbiling every now and then. Yeah, okay, Jeff. Yeah, I knew that about you. That's cool. <laughs> Want to go get some pizza? <laughs> but yeah, but you hear somebody that you have like you know, uh, calculus class with telling you about this, like, well, I really want to... Well, frats are great. Mine is so fun. Yeah, you know, we do this. I would be like, you know what, dude? Seriously, I don't even want to get laid that bad. I don't and even don't care. don't sit next to me anymore in class. But with friends like that, pervert. who needs enemas, you know? Oh, true. <laughs> so Broughton here told police he remembered participating in a drinking game. It sounds like the worst drinking game ever. Uh, with fellow members of the Pi Kappa Alpha chapter... He denied having an alcohol enema. Police concluded otherwise from evidence they found in the frat house, including boxes of Franzia Sunset Blush wine, plastic bags, and a red Solo cup containing, uh, containing wine and bloody Kleenexes. Why so, is it always wine, by the way? I don't know. Like, why? I mean, maybe it's, it's mild enough that it won't like completely destroy your colon. Well, you know, <laughs> like, wackily maybe vodka or something. I'm glad you mentioned this because I we don't endorse butt chugging. I've never done this, obviously. No, I, I never will do it. I never will do it. I, I feel like I I prefer to drink my alcohol like a normal person. Uh, but but I, I've known people. I've known people that have shot vodka directly into their veins. I've seen it before. I think it's disgusting. Um, who, who is who is the tryhard that was doing that? You can tell me later. I saw a kid do it in high school a couple times, actually. Seriously, yeah. try harder. I, I mean, I was like, all right, whatever. I mean, he got really, you, you really are the coolest. <laughs> you um, won the prize. I've never seen anybody butt chug, and I don't endorse it. We don't endorse it here on the show. But if you're going to do this, I did find a recipe online of how to administer an alcohol enema. So I might as well Is it really that much different than a normal enema? <laughs> well, I mean, it, it involves alcohol, but no. Sure. So they say beer or wine can be used. You'll want them to be warm. Uh, you will get Body quite drunk. I assume. Uh, you can become dangerously drunk, so you should be careful. If you're going to use alcohol... As long as you're going to butt chug, you know, use caution. <laughs> it says if you're going to use alcohol, it's a good idea to mix wine at half strength the first time you use alcohol in an enema. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Mix it with water, you think? Yeah, I would assume so. Alcohol is absorbed directly into the bloodstream in the intestines, unlike the stomach. So you really need to be careful. Uh, using alcohol um, through an enema is not a good idea. You can die doing this and so they keep they keep giving all these disclaimers in this recipe here right enema-web.com enema web <laughs> it's worth mentioning it's a bookmark on my thing i can't help it it's worth mentioning that mixing any type of drugs and enemas and strange medical procedures is a bad idea but here's the recipe two to four ounces of alcohol two quarts of warm filtered water and the temperature it's got to be 103 degrees fahrenheit i don't know what that is for celsius limeys um, I don't think the limeys really care. So that's hotter than that's hotter than body temperature. That's odd. Yeah, it's five degrees warmer. Yeah. Um, so here's the directions: fill an enema bag with solution, mixing with warm filtered water to achieve two quarts. Hang the enema bag about four feet, thirty-six inches to four feet above the rectum. Very fast flow. 
Knee chest position with chest against the floor and rectum higher than the head is the best position to receive an enema. <laughs> Insert the nozzle tip in the rectum using a lubricant and inject solution in the rectum slowly. Now move to the toilet and release the enema. So what I'm wondering about this, do you think this frat house even had toilets nearby? It's probably a, just a big piece of plastic laid down on the ground. He said he had no recollection. This Broughton said he had no recollection of losing control of his bowels and defecating on himself. But there's photos of the mess left behind in the fraternity house after the party. So there's been some Facebook pictures Busted. going on here. When a girl gets raped, don't they, like, they don't release her identity, you know, protect her privacy? But this kid, they're just splashing his name all over the newspapers. Well, and not only oh, that. that kid that was forcibly butt-chugged. Well, not only that. I mean, we have audio of their press release done by the lawyer that I'm about to play. But before we get to that, um, I just want to make one more point here. I love how they're using Franzia. Franzia, which we thought was great wine. Boxes of wine. We, we, how many boxes of Franzia did we drink back in high school or college, really? Uh, an uncountable number. It fits in the fridge nicely. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, no, we always had Franzia. When you like, drink, like, cold red wine. Well, you wonder. I mean, I guess it's college, so you're not, you know, you don't have much money. You can't buy, like, decent wine. But I, you Yeah, don't and want if to... somebody did, they would be a cunt. Yeah, I, I'm surprised like, they oh, weren't I, doing... I bought a $50 bottle of wine. Yeah, I drank it. That was for me and my girlfriend. We were going to make a romantic dinner. Sorry. I butt-chugged that shit. Yeah, I butt-chugged <laughs> the shit out of it. <laughs> I'm surprised though if we if we had have done it, dude. I mean, what we drank in college was uh, a Mickey's Mickey's forty ounces because they were two dollars up the street. We would have been butt chugging like dollar seventy five. We would have been butt chugging like Night Train or Thunderbird, or Ripple, or something. I don't even think we could have afforded Franzia. Maybe fortified wine. Those uh, wines are higher in alcohol than uh, your normal everyday Franzia wine. So we'd have gotten fucked up. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're saying this kid has been spotlighted and he's been in the news. And uh, recently he made a press conference with his lawyer that's hilarious um, where, where he's denying the allegations here that he um, participated, participated in any butt-chugging events at this fraternity. I wonder if the Wouldn't frat he? brothers are like, you got to clear our names, buddy. He's helping his brothers out. So here it is. Well, he probably also just doesn't want people to think he's the butt-chugging kid. Well, you know, people, not only that, people were saying he's homosexual and there's just all these rumors f flying around. This kid's never going to get laid. He should transfer to another university and not run a fraternity. Uh, I agree. Rush for a fraternity. Uh, here it is, butt-chugging uh, the press release. We have issued a press statement today that uh, he adopts and... Uh, I would like to say from the very beginning, at the time when uh, so George that's his Bach, lawyer. who is right here. Really? He sounds like he works on the farm. But yeah, does he, I mean, he's got such a, a thick southern, like, drawl. Tennessee. President of Pi Kappa Alpha on this campus. When Mr. Bach went into his hospital room at the University of Tennessee Medical Center, he asked Xander if he had been butt-chugging. And Xander's comment was... He's the other fraternity member. What a dumb fucking fraternity kid name. If, Xander. If you Whatever, watch, Al. If you watch Al. the video, though, there's all the fraternity members are standing there, and there's lawyers like at a podium, 
giving, uh, you know, talking, giving this press release here. Every time he says butt chugging, I'm looking at it to see if there's even a smile. Everybody was straight face. I couldn't believe it because I would have been dying every time I heard it. So he says a couple more times. So. What in the world is that? What in the world is that? I appeared about 30 minutes later along with the chapter advisor of Pi Kappa Alpha. Holding in my hand a bottle of wine and an enema bag. And I was about to say, we're going to find out what butt chugging's all about. Great job, by the way, chapter <laughs> advisor. <laughs> and I informed awesome. him that the reason that I was there was to ask him whether or not he had been involved in an activity called butt chugging. <laughs> and he looked at me like I'd lost my mind and said, what is that? What is that? This guy can really tell a story. Really, He's just beautifully <laughs> eloquent. <laughs> That's about all we're going to play. But yeah, he, he goes on then to say for shame to the media for blowing the story out of proportion and uh, delivering these unfounded allegations and besmirching this kid's good name. And then the kid comes on and reads this like prepared response saying, I did not do any butt chugging. I'm not a homosexual. No, no, butt chugging has never occurred in the Pi Kappa Alpha house. It's Bullshit. Just, you're like, yeah, the fuck you haven't. I mean, so what it, is what is with the sh- what, how do they explain the shitty tarp? Exactly. I mean, there's photographic evidence. So I mean, they're they're still pursuing. I mean, they denied. Uh, you know, the, the, the fraternity's been closed. But I mean, these kids should be charged. I mean, this is almost like attempted murder in a sense. This kid could have died. Wait, I don't want to butt chug, but I feel like I should be free to butt chug if I want. Alcohol is legal. Yeah, but I mean, alcohol is legal if you're administering it to yourself. But if you're being held down by your frat members and another dude's shoving it in there, because you're true. wasted. I mean, he's uh, also underage, <laughs> and he's 20 years old. So I mean, I don't know. But you know, the I fact mean, that matter when you have a shitty tarp in your apartment or frat house or whatever trailer, uh, the best explanation you can give is like, oh, I was just doing some butt chugging because like. <laughs> What up? I mean, scat play that is like the next thing you go to, and that's more disturbing, I think. But I mean, I agree with what you're saying before, though. I mean, I bet you're like, you know, th- these type of activities occur all the time in fraternities. So people, the moral of this sick and wrong alcohol beverage news here, don't rush a fucking fraternity. Seriously, you can get late without rushing a fraternity. If I was like president of a fraternity and for for God knows what's what reason, I mean, I would and was trying to like, you know, get people to come and want to be in my fraternity versus the other ones. That would be my major, uh, you know, campaign would just be uh, over here at Pi Kappa Delta Wackerly. Uh, we're a great frat. We're a lot of fun. And we won't play with your butthole or do anything around your butthole or ball sack or anything. There won't even be any nudity in the pledge process. Wacker- Wackerly's going to be standing there like, come rush Pi Kappa Wackerly. No gay shit. I repeat, no gay shit. there is no gay shit. <laughs> so we're like, we're, right, we're cool. totally accepting of gay members, but and you do your gay shit on your own time. It just won't be part of the uh, frat house activities. You can pass out on the living room floor, and no one's going to shove anything inside your anus. Not at we Pie might draw, We might draw on your face with a Sharpie, <laughs> but we won't get near your bowel. I'll tell you that. I don't know. You, have my, you can have my sure. word on that. Well, anyway, people, this is episode 350 here of Sick and Wrong. And, uh, yeah, this is almost like a milestone episode. Three, 350 episodes, Wackerly. It's kind of, it's a feat. 
You should do a shot. Not really. Let's get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> People, you know the way the show works. Uh, you can send us your stories to cigaronpodcast.com. You can submit them via Facebook or the Twitters. And if we do select your story, if we do read it here on the show, we will send you a Cigaron Care Package. Remember, you got to claim that, though. So you got to email me and uh, give me your address and I'll send it to you. Only if we use your story. Uh, we did get some good stories here for this week for episode 350. Before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. If you're illiterate or have Down syndrome, but you still want to read a book, why not go to audible.com and get an audiobook? Audible has over 75,000 titles to choose from, with more being added all the time. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. So the first story that we received uh, came in from Chess. Uh, Chess and a great story. I, you know, I'm surprised we didn't cover this before. I'm hoping we didn't, but I'm surprised that we did not. A Centerville, Utah man is charged with shooting his neighbor over telepathic rapes. Uh, he's found competent to stand trial. So they, they found that uh, he, Michael Selenet, who is pleading insanity, is now able to understand charges and help with his own defense. Uh, reportedly, Michael Selenet believes that rock guitarist Eddie Van Halen comes into his mind and helps him out occasionally. <laughs> Got Eddie Van Halen as guardian angel. He also said that his wife was telepathically raped by his neighbor. But despite these happen. questions about Selenet's mental state, he's found competent to stand trial on charges of attempted murder and illegally possessing a uh, firearm. So I guess what happened here, it's about a year ago, he shot and wounded his neighbor, 41-year-old Tony Pierce, who was working in the yard outside his home. Uh, Selenet believed well, he, was, he was working, he was pretending to work in his yard, but in reality he was telepathically raping his neighbor's wife. In Selenet's mind... Or maybe Eddie Van Halen was standing next to him and was saying, you know, that dude is totally raping your wife right now. How do you telepathically rape somebody? Uh, you know, you get right up in there, in the brain, <laughs> and you, uh, just, you just rape the shit out of them so in did, their mind. Did Professor Xavier do this all the time? Yeah, to Jean Grey. So he would just go in there every now and then. I mean, I guess, you know what it kind of reminds me of? Remember that? Jean Grey was actually a raping all the children with her mind because she was like a more powerful telepath, if you remember. But I mean, when you telepathically rape somebody, would you be like, you take control of their body and you have them like shove things inside their vagina? Uh, no, I think it's all in the mind. Nothing, nothing external happens. I would make them get naked in front of me or whatever. I'd make them get naked in a public place and shove something in their vagina. Why not? Uh, Using my know. mind. That, if that's what does it for you, it doesn't <laughs> do it for me. So you would I just, get, I just get right up in there and just mind rape them. Just mind rape them. Go in there. Well, yeah. How do you do that? What do you do? What do you, t you, do know, you tell I put, them? I put my mind boner in their mind butthole <laughs> <laughs> against their will. <laughs> so selling it, believe that his neighbor was telepathically raping his wife. And he said he was acting in self-defense when he shot him. He claimed that Pierce had threatened him telepathically 
and had telepathically raped his wife many times. Man, this guy's all about the telepathy. So this guy's hearing voices left and right, seeing Eddie Van Halen. Um, I would assume that he was insane. Why Eddie Van Halen? (laughs) I don't know. He says that uh, Eddie Van Halen comes into his mind and helps him occasionally. I think there's there's an age of dudes that are maybe like five years older than you and me, or maybe even ten, who really did like just worship Van Halen. Well, like Steel. Like we, we, were, we were too late. I think even Steel is a little bit too young for the kind of, the type of person I'm talking about. Yeah, but Steel about. was Steel's a hair maybe metal like guy. three years too young. But Steel was, Steel was a hair metal like butt rocker. I mean, he was into that stuff back in the day. I mean, we... But he, Van Halen was a little bit even more mainstream than that. I guess it was more classic rock. Right. But... They sort mean, of bridged the gap between classic rock and hair metal. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I think in the... Because Van Halen had been releasing albums... Late 70s, early 80s. But then during the whole hair metal phase, they became a little bit more butt rock themselves. Right. Like with Hot for the Teacher, Hot for Teacher, and some of those, uh, some of those songs. And then yes. that's when, like, Jump. Remember Panama. Jump? Yeah, exactly. But who would you rather have as your guardian angel here, David Lee Roth or Eddie Van Halen? David Lee Roth seems like he's kind of like a loose cannon. Eddie Van Halen's more stable and he'd give better advice. I think David Lee Roth would have been kind of annoying too. Because I think he's like one of those high maintenance guys, like a high maintenance guardian angel that would be telling you like just all the wrong things. Whereas Eddie Van Halen seems to be more the voice of reason. I taught myself to play guitar. You should also follow your dreams. I could Eddie just Van see, Halen, and I yeah, approved this message. Like, that's an Eddie Van Halen thing. I could see David Lee Roth being like, let's go fuck bitches, yeah! You know, like, something like that. Right. You should wear those tight pants. <laughs> the ones that are made of vinyl with the tiger spots on them. Take off those baggy jeans, and let's put on some spandex. Yeah! God, I would be annoyed with that. You know, yeah. if, if you think Mo- about most, it. Most hair metal guys are annoying. Well, that's why I was wondering, like, what other hair metal guys would you want to be your guardian angel? Like, personally, I think it would be rad to have Lemmy from Motorhead. Would that be great? Lemmy would be a good wingman. He would just be, to, to have Lemmy inside of your head, you know, just kind of every now and then just to help you out. Like, you, you know, live every day like it's your last, mate. <laughs> well, you know, you're at the bar. You've been drinking, and there's a fat he'd be, chick. He'd be, he'd be totally pro-bar. He'd be oh, like, dude. let's get to the bar. Well, you know, it's, it's the end of the night. You've been drinking. There's a chick that's, she's a little bit beyond your weight threshold. She's probably about 40 pounds over your typical chick that you're into. And you're sitting there debating in your mind, should I fuck her, should I not? Then Lemmy appears on the bar stool next to you and is just like, what are you thinking about, mate? Go and shag that shit, or I'll do it myself. <laughs> You know, I can just totally see him. And then I'll come back and I'll shag you one because you're such a pussy. <laughs> I might mind rape you. Why aren't you pouring that methamphetamine into your Jack Daniels, mate? That's how you That's get home. That's how you do it, yeah. <laughs> right. I could, he would be great. Just, I mean, you could think in your mind, like, what would Lemmy do? Mm-hmm. And, uh, just, and just do it because you you'd know you'd be living life for the story. <laughs> there could be some bad ones though. What about Ted Nugent? Could you imagine Ted Nugent being your oh, guardian angel? Obnoxious. Or, uh, Lars Ulrich. Yeah. Fucking, or even even dick. worse. And this really pisses me off. Dave Mustaine. What the fuck yeah. happened to that guy? <laughs> he lost his shit. He's completely his insane. Are gone. You know, I it bothers me too because when I was a kid, I loved Megadeth. Megadeth was one of my favorite bands. 
And I even yes, have they like were, a, they were the they were the nerds choice of metal bands. Dude, Symphony of Destruction was such a great song. I, I, I just love Megadeth. I thought they were great. And I I even thought like Metallica kicked Mustaine out of the band. They're not as good as Megadeth. Mm-hmm. And then now it's like I'm embarrassed. Because Dave Mustaine is such a fucking prick. He's a crazy religious right wing asshole. Like nut job. He's a survivalist, like, you know, living in the woods kind of guy in a bunker. I even have a rad Megadeth vintage t-shirt that I've had, like, since I was, like, in high school. I won't wear it now because I just don't want to engage in any discourse about Dave Mustaine. And that's a guy I used to like. It pisses me off. Pisses me off. At least Lemmy's not like that. You can't count on anybody except for Lemmy. What about Ozzy? No. Dude, Ozzy would have been the best to have as your guardian angel. He's like a grandpa. <laughs> yeah, but he's back wedding, then. He's incontinent. So did you ever see uh, Did you ever see that documentary, Decline of Western Civilization Part 2, The Metal Years? Of course. I know we've talked about it here, but there's, there's a great like scene where uh, they're interviewing, she's interviewing Ozzy, and Ozzy's, uh, Ozzy's making breakfast for his kids, and he can't even pour orange juice properly into the glasses. It's, the orange juice is going all over. And I mean, he, he's like that. That was a long. That was twenty years ago, and now he's like a feeble, senile old man. On top of all those problems he had when he wasn't even that old. I would have loved to have Ozzy as my guardian angel. I'm kind of more can old I, school. Can I get though. Lena Ford? Can I have a have a godmother? <laughs> she probably could give you some good advice. I actually you know who I would like. Godmother head. D. Snyder. She, she probably looks awful. D. D. Snyder's also one of those very like full of himself dudes he'd give you too much advice and it just anything you ever wanted to do he'd be like i don't think that's a good idea i never drank yeah he's one of those i never drank yeah, guys yeah. right you know what actually i take it all back I'm, I'm going just lemmy lemmy's the only guy i want in my head maybe iggy iggy pop but that's oh, you know, he's not hair no. metal no. <laughs> so selling it here is uh he he said eddie van halen comes into his mind and helps him out occasionally he also believed his neighbor has been having sex parties with his wife while he is in the next room. Do you think Eddie Van Halen, so he's watching TV, do you think Eddie appears and is just like, so, you know, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, in your bedroom right now, Motley Crue's pulling a train on your wife, buddy. Uh, seriously. The sec- sex party implies there's multiple people, or can you just two people have a sex party? No, no, no. There's got to be. A, I'm, I'm picturing a full-on train. It's like you got Motley Crue standing in line, you got Poison behind them, and you got Striper. I don't even know what like, Striper's going to well, do. I just thought you should know, but uh, you don't mind if I go in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you know, she's just passing it out. And it's like a big bukkake party going on in there, and I, Sammy, I don't want to miss Sammy it. Sammy Hager's saving a spot in line for me. Uh, but if I, you don't want me to, that's cool. I won't. I even but. see Danzig back there, so I just just to let you know, okay? Danzig's about to blow his load on your wife's face. <laughs> that, that would bro- probably put... <laughs> yeah. I mean, that would probably put me over the edge. I think right then I'd be like, all right, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going outside. I'm going to shoot this guy in the face because he's organizing sex parties with washed up hair metal bands. In my house. <laughs> in the in next the room. room next to me. So uh, the defense attorney said, told the court, those are about as bizarre as I think a delusion can get. I guess once you, once you think you're Eddie Van Halen speaking to you, it's, it's kind of odd. It's locking him into a belief system that makes it impossible for him to work with me. But apparently uh, the, the court ruled otherwise. A cellin has been diagnosed with an organic brain disorder with a, la- a labial effect 
Periodic delusional thought process, poor judgment, and poor impulse control. As a teenager, I guess he suffered a brain injury in a car crash, and doctors have said that he's mentally ill and very likely to be mentally ill for the rest of his life. You know what happened to this guy? I can tell you right now. He probably had been huffing spray paint. He probably been drinking maybe, I don't know, drinking too much beer. Gets in his car. He's blasting Van Halen 2, listening to Panama, and he's cruising. Car goes, car flips. Brain injury. Last thing he reminds he remembers in his head is an Eddie Van Halen guitar solo, and that's all uh-huh. he thinks about. He's stuck in a mental Eddie Van Halen fugue state. Okay, that's what I think happened. And that's um, a, I'm an armchair sure, psychologist. Sounds, I'm a sounds, podcaster. Sounds <laughs> I can think of worse songs, dude. Think about it. What if he was listening to Go Go's? Yeah, I don't know. So, what do you have here for the uh, second story, Wacko? I have a farm story from Oregon, Oregon. Oregon farm story. Uh, Terry Vance Garner. Did somebody send this in or nobody sent it in? Somebody sent it in, but I found it first. So if this person wants to claim it, fine. Uh, I think it was, who was it? I forgot. You Maybe you remember. Let me see if I find it. Actually, no, I do remember who sent it in. It was a guy named Joe. He sent it in from Oregon because he also sent in a clip. He sent in an audio clip. Uh, Related to the story? Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, tell me when you want to play it. I don't really care. Well, why don't you read the headline, I guess, and then uh, we can... You can understand in context what this clip means. Well, okay, Oregon farmer eaten by his hogs. Eaten by his hogs. So here's a clip from the movie Snatch um, with Alan Ford, who played Bricktop. I like that guy, Alan Ford. He's a good okay. actor. You know he's in a movie right now called Cockneys vs. Zombies? Zombie movie? Oh, again with the zombies, seriously. But the English have to make comedy out of zombies. They don't take zombies seriously over there. <laughs> they will when they have a zombie outbreak. I know. I mean, I guess they had, uh, what was it? What was that movie about the, uh, the, the... 28 Days Later? 28 Days and 28 Days Later. That was serious. Yeah, I guess that was kind of serious. And those are some fucking scary zombies. The fast zombie. It was the, that was the first emergence of the fast zombie. The, one, the zombie that can actually run. Those kind of zombies scare the shit out of me. I'm not yeah. really scared of the Walking Dead type of zombie. So yeah, whatever. no. They're like, well, I'll just I'll I'll go to like a brisk brisk walking pace, and they can't catch me. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't even unless have to you get worry surrounded. That. That's you never want to get surrounded, right? You got to be wary of the hordes of zombies. But those fast right. zombies in 28 days, I scare the shit out of me. I can't even it's run like that fast. Carl Lewis of zombies. He's like sprinting after you. Fuck that. Yeah, I know that scares me. So uh, here here's Alan Ford, who played Bricktop and Snatch. You're always going to have problems lifting a body in one piece. Apparently, the best thing to do is cut up a corpse into six pieces and pile it all together. Would someone mind telling me? Who are you? Then when you've got your six pieces, you've got to get rid of them. Because it's no good leaving it in the deep freeze for your mum to discover now, is it? Then I hear the best thing to do is feed them to pigs. You've got to starve the pigs for a few days, then the sight of a chopped up body will look like curry to a piss head. <laughs> You've got to shave the heads of your victims 
and pull the teeth out for the sake of the piggy's digestion. You could do this afterwards, of course, but you don't want to go sieving through pig shit now, do you? They will go through bone like butter. You need at least 16 pigs to finish the job in one setting, so be wary of any man who keeps a pig farm. They will go through a body that weighs 200 pounds in about eight minutes. That means that a single pig can consume two pounds of uncooked flesh every minute. Hence the expression, as greedy as a pig. Wow. That's some, that's some stats right there. Pigs. Those are some yeah. stats. I actually, I'm disgusted by swine. I think it's part of my nature, my heritage. Right. Well, you have, you have food issues. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, Jews don't eat swine. Food of the white devil. So Jews have food issues. They do. It's the modern age. We can eat <laughs> pigs. Oh, you, but do you too. eat, how often do you eat swine? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, when you really think about it, all the stuff that has bacon on it, once a week, maybe less, <laughs> once every two weeks. I mean, I mostly eat chicken just out of, I do have some consciousness of my health uh, I, and I turkey. Do, I do agree, though. You got to be wary of anybody who has a pig farm. Well, this guy didn't seem like a bad guy, but he, he met a bad end. He, um, he went out to feed the animals and he never came back. And uh, so family members, you know, they knew he went out to the farm or the barn or whatever. The pig, the hog enclosure is actually pig what it's pen. called. No, it's called the hog enclosure. Uh, I know they some, went out, they, I several know some hours bars later, that call that. Yeah, true. <laughs> several hours later, name. the family went, went out there to look and all they could find were his dentures and, and some pieces of his body. I guess what they thought was his body. Several of these hogs weighed uh, 700 pounds or more. God. Most hogs that are for market, you know, to make bacon and ham and all that stuff, they usually are 250 to 300 pounds, while breeding female pigs uh, rarely weigh more than 400 pounds, and these ones weighed 700 pounds, <laughs> several of them. <laughs> what was he doing with these massive pigs? I don't know. He liked them. I mean, they were, I, uh, I don't know what he was doing. It was a farm. I I'm skeptical here. I'm, I'm thinking the reason these pigs are so, weigh so much, they had to have been eating something more than just their usual slop. They think that maybe he Processes. had a medical emergency. Uh, officials think they maybe had a medical emergency, such as a heart attack or a stroke, or, or he was knocked over by the animals, and then they killed and uh, ate him. They can't identify a cause or manner of death because there's like there's nothing to look at, right? I guess some forensic anthropologist uh, from the University of Oregon is going to go through the shits. <laughs> <laughs> there's a thankless job. Uh, they say he was a good-hearted guy and he cared for several huge adult sows, which is a female pig, and a boar named Teddy. Whenever wow. they had piglets, they typically gave these vicious piglets to uh, the local 4-H kids. 4-H is like a club for farm kids, right? Like a boys and girls club? Sort of. They teach you to breed hogs and that sort of thing. And I guess they should start teaching you how to not be eaten by the hogs. This was in Oregon? Yeah. This dude's brother, the guy who's now hog food, or now he's probably hog shit at this point, 
His brother said that one of the large sows uh, a year ago act, uh, bit this guy, Terry, because he accidentally stepped on one of her piglets. <laughs> she never got over it. She bit him that time, but she, you know, he thought maybe bygones were bygones, but she was just biding her time with her, her pig brother and sisters. Because you say this happened in Oregon, I'm willing to assume maybe he did have a heart attack and fall into the cage or the pen or the hog enclosure. And that's right. why he was eaten. Had it been, had it had it happened in Washington, I would say that he was probably trying to fuck that sow. Yeah. And then they knocked him over, you know. But not you Oregon. Never hear, you never hear about people fucking pigs, which is weird because they sort of look like humans more than other animals, right? They're, they're sort of not really hairy. They have their pink skin. They're fleshy, you know. Right. And if a you squint, curly tail probably gets in the way. If you squint, a sow could look like a fat chick. Or vice versa. <laughs> so I wonder how quickly they devoured him. Do you, I mean, do you think they even ate the dentures and it just came out? You know, they shit out the dentures? <laughs> I don't know. Dentures pretty big to pass through a pig's butthole. Or anybody's butthole, really. But it sounds like a pig can eat anything. Like, I mean, the guy was clothed. Do they, I mean, do they eat his clothing? I think they eat through the clothing. I think that, you know, they're not trying to eat it, but, you know, they'll tear the clothing apart and some of it probably gets in their system. But really, you know, they want... Like Bricktop told us, the bones and the and the meats. Do you think it's like a ravenous pig feeding frenzy, like like sharks? Yeah, they make that noise, you know, like and just like ripping body parts apart. They're so happy because usually they're just eating like leftover garbage table scraps, and now they've got like a big sixty-nine-year-old man to eat. I'm surprised that this guy who is a pig farmer, probably a pig farmer for many years, would put himself in jeopardy by stepping into an enclosure. I mean, I guess if he had a heart attack and fell into it, I can understand. But do you think, I mean, if he stepped on a pig, that means he was walking amongst the pigs at one time. Yeah, you gotta get, I mean, how else are you gonna feed them? You gotta walk in there and give them the food, fill up their trough. But don't, don't you think the trough, like you could just dump your, you know, a bucket of slop into the trough standing be- safely behind a fence? I, I don't know. I haven't seen the hog enclosure in, in question, but I don't, I don't think it's generally, you're generally not worried that they're gonna just get you. Uh, you know, unawares. Well, you don't know why. Because if, if a fucking pig comes at me and I'm fully functional, like that pig is going to get a boot right to the face, and then I'm e- eating ham that week. This is a survival of the fittest tale in the most Orwellian sense. Oh God! Th- <laughs> really? <laughs> Farmer Wackerly over here, completely oblivious to the pigs usurping power. And the pigs getting their revenge. Farmer Wackerly thinks that they're just pigs. You know, they're, 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 they're lower class, lower tier creatures. Completely doesn't even Certainly. think, suspect that they might be capable of something so devious. Farmer, uh, sure. Farmer Simon over here wouldn't go anywhere near those fucking things. Electrified fence is what I would have. Well, they don't make, they don't, they don't have tofurkey farms. I mean, why, why would you even fucking have the pig? <laughs> they do bacon. make fake bacon, you know? <laughs> yeah, it comes out of a big machine. They don't have a farm for it. Wow. So, what, so what's the family going to do now? I mean, are they going to keep the pigs, still raise the pigs, even though they're ravenous? Uh, carnivorous you know, beasts? They've, ha- they've had the taste of flesh now. <laughs> you have to put them down. I don't know. I wonder, is he, that was gonna, he was gonna kill the one that bit him. This guy was gonna, but then he, uh, his brother asked him about it. and He said he changed his mind. I'm gonna kill that bitch that bit me. 
Hey, did you ever kill her? Nah, I changed my mind. I looked at her. She's so cute. <laughs> Didn't the movie Hannibal have a pig-eating scene? With uh, that Lecter? I, I remember. I think Lecter was almost eaten by pigs. I don't quite know what happened, but they, they were going to lower him oh, in there. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. And he was saved. Maybe, that guy, maybe Gary movie. Oldman with his fucked up face. Maybe he got eaten by pigs. It, Gary Oldman was going to feed Lecter to the pigs, I think is what happened. But the, the you tables know, were turned, I believe. As this has, that's what happens when you fuck with Dr. Lecter. I got to say, that's probably one of the worst ways to go. Being eaten alive by pigs. It probably does suck. It's probably quick. That's why, I don't, that's why I don't understand. You know, some people are vegetarians because, you know, like you, they have food issues or they think it's healthier, which probably is to be a vegetarian. But then there's like the vegans and the like philosophical people who are like, I just don't think that it's right for me to eat something that has feelings and, uh, you know, babies that it loves and brothers and sisters. <laughs> but like, well, it will eat you. <laughs> do, do not think that that sentiment is reciprocated. See, you hear about this all, like people's dogs will eat them, their cats will eat them, these pigs will eat you. I don't practice vegetarianism. As I didn't a, say you did, but I don't do it as a, as like a, there's an ethical purpose. The only my only reason for doing it is I believe animals should be worn, not eaten. I'm a big fan of leather pants. Wow. So I, that know. was a very long straw man setup for that. <laughs> People, this is episode uh, 350 here of Sick and Wrong. Um, we have a few phone calls that we got to the Sick and Wrong hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. We also got a couple emails. Uh, the Sick and Wrong podcast at hotmail.com. I'm going to try to get through all those. I'm going to do my best here. Uh, but before we get to that, here's a word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. People, go support adamandeve.com. Seriously, it helps out the show. You go buy yourself a dildo. It's a win-win situation. You help us out because we get paid because it's our sponsor. And then you get helped out because you're satisfying your wife. Better sex for you saves your marriage and keeps sick and wrong going. It's a win-win situation. So here's a word from adamandeve.com. Hey, kids, do you like sex toys? Yeah! Then go to adamandeve.com and make a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE. You'll get 50% off your first item, three free adult DVDs, free shipping, and a gift so sensual I can't even mention it on this podcast about murder and bukkake. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, like your uncle used to do to you. All right, well, we got a few phone calls here at the Sick Wrong Hotline. Uh, the first call uh, came from a, uh, someone who's kind of famous. I'd say notorious. I think you might know who this person is, Wacko. Wolf, don't ask us what's fucking wrong. Wolf, ask us. I told him what's fucking, fucking wrong, you cunts. Wolf, I was minding my own business. Fucking in my little black hole. It's kind of hard to understand this guy. You know who this is. Scholar. Yeah, I think he's. I think he just ate like a quart of cottage cheese. He's <laughs> got a little phlegm issue going on there. Does Gollum eat cottage cheese? He would if he had some. Well, apparently Gollum is a big sick and wrong fan, and he called the. He has a phone, so he called the sick and wrong hotline. He also has an iPod player. He has an iPod player. This Gollum. Um, it's probably his precious is that iPod player, but um, he's kind of hard to understand. So you you might have to do some translation here. Last long to the latest episode are sucking wrong. Nasty things. Murders and all that lovely stuff. I have my headphones on. I'm 
some fucking cunt told me tickets from us. Who took it from us? That's fucking fucking wrong. Bill Simon is lying as a stupid fat hobbit. Announce your fucking. You're fucking mad. <laughs> I don't even call him that's more profile than you. Uh, you know, I, th- I think Gollum's a little upset there. Chill out, Gollum. I know. <laughs> Chill you out. Know, he probably does have a point there. Um, does he? Do you think Gollum gets more pussy than you do, Waggerly? No. <laughs> Who would fuck Gollum? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that like uh... he could maybe rape a hobbit. Yeah, I could see him doing that. Getting him. Invi- I think Go- Gollum would be the term, like a necrophiliac, though. He would kidnap a hobbit and then kill her, and then he would fuck the corpse for like I- a long ass, like for like longer than you should. You know, like <laughs> even necrophiliacs are like, well, you know, I usually fuck the dead body for like two or three days, but then you got to throw it out and like get so, a new you know, one. It starts getting ripe. But Gollum would be, it'd be like a year and a half later, he's still fucking it. Like, Gollum, that's disgusting. <laughs> it's get a, it's get already, a new dead body. It's already petrified. It's like a hard corpse now. Ah, Gollum likes it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you there's some goth chicks out there that would fuck Gollum. He's kind of gothic looking. I've seen some guys that kind of look like that. Sort of pale. Whatever, goth. <laughs> Those type of goth chicks, they're, they're like the girls, like, I like nerdy guys. Oh, you mean that really hot dude with glasses on who, like, is a fucking dumb as a post? That's not a nerd. That's a model who put on glasses. I wish they put Gollum in uh, Twilight instead of that that uh, that other guy. It made the movie more, more interesting to me, at least. I don't know. Anyway, thank you, Gollum, for calling in. It's good to know that you have an iPod Gollum player. Gollum should take the part of uh, Kristen Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. If Gollum replaced Kristen Stewart, and someone should, re- should re-edit should re-edit that movie just to do that. Yeah. Um, all right, here's the uh, second call. It's from Big Papa Smurf. Hey, what up, Dan Lance? Man, it's Big Papa Smurf again. <laughs> all right, stop it. This is, uh, I'm calling. As long as you're talking about re-editing things, so, somebody should just re-edit the old Smurfs cartoons but make Papa Smurf talk like Big Papa Smurf. Yo, what up? Yo, what up, Smurfette? Smurfette? Get your ass over here. You got a fine ass, Smurfette. Come bring on me over that, here. Bring me that weed pipe. <laughs> shit. Vanity Smurf, you're doing some gay shit over there. <laughs> I could. I oh, would I love get, that. What's the carpenter Smurf? Handy Smurf. Handy, Handy Smurf. Smurf. You gotta put these dubs on my rod. Handy Smurf, come over here, make me a bomb. I gotta smoke <laughs> some shit. All right. All right. Let's see what he has to say. We're in spice on this one. I ain't got to download the new podcast, so I don't know if somebody covered this or not. Now, spice is just like we only it lasts a lot less long. It lasts. He's talking about, I think, Spice is that imitation, that artificial marijuana that they sell. You oh, heard of okay. this? It's, no. it's legal. You can buy it. It's not bath salts. It's like, it's, you can smoke it, kind of gives you a high like marijuana. I you know, I've never actually done Spice. But it's not salvia and it's not bath salts. That's about 30 minutes. You're stoned for 30 minutes. And yes, people do freak out and go ape shit when they smoke the stuff. <laughs> but what, what really happens... What the news fails to tell you is these idiots can smoke two to three ounces of the stuff at the same time. You know, you can't do that. If you smoke one joint like a normal fucking human being, you wouldn't freak the hell out. 
know what I'm saying? I yeah, would. I, I can't even tell the joint. <laughs> I was about to get like oh, two puffs. I'm super high. I like this. Big Papa Smurf. Smoke in moderation. That's how you don't go ape shit. It's like a PSA, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you, Big Papa Smurf, for that. Spice, yeah. huh? Spice. Is it legal? Yeah, you can buy spice at uh, head shops. I know. Uh, huh. I might actually try that. 30 minute high. Maybe the, maybe that's the answer to your, your, your dilemma here, Wackerly. You, you do regular weed that is so potent, that has such a high degree of THC, you freak out and you act like a character in a Philip K. Dick novel. But okay. maybe if you do spice, you'd, be, you'd mellow out, dude. Okay. You'd act more like, uh, what's his name in The Big Lebowski? The dude. The next time I'm in a head shop, (laughs) I'll try and see him try and pick it up. (laughs) I don't know when that's going to be, but one of these days. Uh, The last story here is a is a revenge story. This this is almost like it's almost an epic call. It it borderlines the cutoff point because people, if you if you want your call to be played here on Sick and Wrong, you got to keep it under three minutes. This this is barely under three minutes. This one, but you got to keep it under three minutes. If it's over three minutes, we're not going to play it, even if it's a great call. So call it in again, and just be a little more succinct this time. Then you'll get on the show. What's up, Sticking Wrong? Uh, this is Mark the Android. I uh, try to make another cross-country drive here, and I have another pee story for you. Um, this is uh, about my freshman year in college. I had a, uh, I was down in New Orleans, staying with a buddy of mine. We were drinking and having fun, and uh, he lived about 45 minutes from like French Quarter, and. Uh, uh, we uh, we all left. It was a big group of us. Um, you know, drinking the holy bag. We get back to his house, and uh, you know, I got to drop a deuce, so I uh, head back to uh, the only bathroom in the house. And uh, I love that term, drop a deuce. I don't say it enough. Do you say that? Do you ever say it? No, I just usually go. I'm <laughs> make a big to do about taking a shit. <laughs> yeah, but I I like when people are are honest with what they're going to do. Like they announce what they're going to do when they go to the bathroom. Like I got to pee. I'll be back. Uh-huh. You, I, I didn't need to know that, but you know, I think people should say, "Hey, yo, I'll be back. I gotta drop a deuce." Like you should be able to say that, like to your girlfriend, like "I'll be back. I gotta drop a deuce," because then she knows you're gonna be gone for five minutes. She's gonna, yeah, I was gonna say, she's gonna know by the duration of time. Well, then why not just be honest and be forthright about it? Sure, you know, it's the best policy. <laughs> Just as, you know, I'm getting settled, he comes in, and he's like, you know, guy, you, he's like, I have this so bad. Um, I don't know why he just didn't go outside, but he ends, he ends up talking me into uh, letting him attempt to pee in between my legs while I'm taking a shit. <laughs> no and, way. Uh, so, uh, and, and we go for they're college freshmen, dude. If people are butt chugging in college, this almost seems a little bit less severe than butt chugging. Hmm. I I would like to know his persuasive argument he used to do this. Do you? <laughs> what do you do with your cock and ball? I mean, do you like lift them out of the way? I I don't know. I mean, I find it funny that the dude walked in while his buddy's taking a shit. I mean, it's gross. It's gross to do that. I mean, if you're even if you're a couple to have a girl, you know, while you're taking a shit, it's usually the door's shut off. That's your time. You're, it's your personal time yeah, to do your solitude. business. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the fact that your buddy is that good of friends with you, guys jerk off in front of each other. 
You know? It's because that, that is... Staring into each other's eyes. But this type of shit wouldn't occur in the Lance Wackerly fraternity, because this is some gay no, shit. No, gay shit. <laughs> some gay shit. One of the members is in the bathroom, that's his time. That's the house rule. Drop a pee to hit my leg. Uh, we both were uh, helplessly overcome with laughter. Uh, just laughing too hard to do anything about it. You know, he finishes peeing. Uh, all pretty much all over me, just you know, below the waist. Uh, Didn't something similar happen in Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> in the outhouse, there's a scene. Is that what your dad told you? <laughs> what are those guys doing? <laughs> well, they're they're just trying to pee together. Pee. <laughs> Go back to bed. I wish I could quit you. But anything too crazy, and. uh it was a big, you know, we, uh, we laughed about it. I didn't get upset or Dude, anything. You got, it was your buddy funny. pissed I, all you know, over I took you. I a shower right after. And, you know, we all cleaned it up, whatever. And, uh, Together? Pretty, yeah, I was about to say, do you think the two of them after was like, ha, ha, that was so funny. Let's, let's shower each other off here. This, this sounds like a gay porn. This sounds like a video that my brother owns. Is he even into, like, the pee and the, and the scat play? My brother's into any of this stuff. I guarantee. But this doesn't this sound like a video that would be playing at like my brother's bar in the background, uh, you know, on my brother's computer. It's called like, you know, College Days, but D-A-Z-E. Or Piss Pals. Yeah, exactly. Piss Pals. And it's just dudes peeing on each other, taking shits and washing each other off in the shower. Yeah. And so this is completely gay. So if, if the question is, is that gay? I know he wasn't asking that. It's very gay. Yeah. The verdict is nope. in. Pee in the sink. Yeah, piss in the sink. Seriously. Like Go piss outside. Person. Go outside and piss outside. Your friend's taking a shit. He's dropping a deuce. Don't disturb him. So, flash forward two years later, uh, he's staying with me up at uh, my place in uh, North Carolina. and <clears throat> Right there, dude. Once you've pissed on me, I'm not letting you in my house again. Hmm. It's not going to happen. It's a special bond between two men. <laughs> um, we're at a party and it had kind of become this thing over the course of two years that he was just kind of rubbing my face in it and kind of like telling me, like he told my girlfriend about it and made a big deal you know, and was just like yeah, but he, I peed on him and he couldn't do anything about it and uh, so we're at this party and I uh, dude, I mean at that point I would have just grabbed a turd and threw it on my friend I mean, you might as well. He just I'm not pissed all over my own turds. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's like, all right, dude. You know, two can play at this game. I'll mm. one up you. Really? <laughs> now you have shit all over your fingers. Yeah, nice. okay, but then he would be telling the story to my girlfriend and other people, saying, "Oh, I pissed all over him when he's taking a shit," and then I'd be like, "Yeah, well, I grabbed the turd and threw it in his face." Uh huh. <laughs> you know, let's, I mean, let's get to the end of this long ass call, please. <laughs> He's standing right next to me, and he's he's telling people at the party about it. And my attempt to uh, set the universe straight, uh, restore balance, I uh, I just turned uh, and I pee on his leg while he's just standing right next to me. Um, there are plenty of witnesses around. Um, I think one of them was actually that girl that I ended up peeing on later for the case of beer. That's uh, oh, this guy. It's, uh, it was just a. Uh, uh, one each party he got really mad um but then he never told anybody else about it again and uh i was wondering if you thought that uh that i restored order to the universe yes so what do you think Waggerly? did he restore order to the universe 
Uh, I just think his friend's an asshole. He should get a different friend. I think they're both gay. I think they're total blow buddies, these two. Well, but he's mad at him. There's the lovers quarrel. It's Well, no, I think what happened is his friend's obviously jealous that he has a girlfriend. He's moved on, and he's not going to let him go. He he you wishes both both of the guys in Brokeback had wives. I know that I think they're Doesn't I think matter. eventually you know a few years the guy sounds young I think a few years from now you know they'll probably uh, revisit each other because they're like remember that time when we used to work on the cattle ranch and the sheep gonna, then they're so once he's married and his buddy's married there are going to be a lot of fishing trips in these guys futures that's all I gotta say okay. People call the sick wrong line, 206-666-3846. we got time for one email here to sickwrongpodcast.com. Spike wrote in. He says, if we were to draft a Jewish super group, most of the members are fairly obvious. Slash on guitar. He's a Jew. Gene Simmons on bass. Gene Simmons is also a Jew, unfortunately. Uh, clearly, our frontman would be Lenny Kravitz. You know, do you know Lenny Kravitz is Jewish? Yes. He goes, I can't figure out who our drummer should be. Any thoughts? So, you know what? I had to bust out uh, this book that um, a friend of mine gave me, Jews Who Rock. I recommend it. Have you ever oh, read this? God. No. It's got all the Jews in here. So well, I, all I'm the just Jews gonna, who rock. All the Jews who rock. It's clearly a lot of Jews who don't rock. There, there are ton, I think most Jews, majority of Jews do not rock, but there are a few that Henry do. Henry Kissinger is not in that book, for example. He's not, definitely not in this book. Um, but here, here's my recommendation for a Jewish drummer. How about Brad Wilk from Rage Against the Machine? Jew. And he drums. Why not? Why not? That'd be good. Um, you know, I'd almost replace uh, who they have on guitar here. What do you say? He's a Slash. Oh, okay, maybe maybe Slash on lead, and then Steve Stevens on rhythm. Also a Jew. Do you know that? Steve Stevens isn't going to be the rhythm guitarist for any band. You never know. And let's, let's. I, I think we should put William Shatner replace uh, Lenny Kravitz with Shatner as a singer. Yeah. You know, D. Snyder is a Jew. He's a singer. <laughs> you and D. Snyder. <laughs> David Lee Roth, also a Jew, could be the singer, and he's got a great voice. Or how about this one, Lou Reed? Do you know that? He's obnoxious, too. How about this guy? You, you might like this guy, Dick Manitoba. Handsome Dick Manitoba from The Dictators. There you go. He's a Jew. He could do it. Um, Courtney Love, believe it or not, Jew. For real, or is she just one of those people who tells everybody she's Jewish to like get ahead in the show trying, business? I'm trying to see her real name. Uh, they don't even have a real name in here, but uh, no, Lovitz. she's Lovitz. <laughs> Courtney Lovitz. I think it's Goldberg. I think it was Courtney Goldberg. So I think her real name, but uh, yeah, no, Courtney Love uh, is a uh, Jew. She's a Jew, so she could she's be the a singer. Terrible person. Um, who else do I have in here? Scott Ian, Anthrax. He could be guitarist. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I actually knew he was Jewish. I thought he uh, played the bass. No, he plays uh, no. guitar. Guitar, yeah. And well, what about this? Marty Friedman from Megadeth. He's a Jew. He's no, he's no longer in uh, Megadeth, actually, because Dave Mustaine's such an asshole. So I imagine he just split. Beck, Beck, uh, singer-songwriter. He's also a Jew. 
No, Beck is a Scientologist. That's well documented. He was this a Jew. Is, this he book has now just be, just become invalidated with that. He last slipped statement. out of a Jewish vagina. Once you come out of a Jewish vagina, you're always a Jew. He's a Scientologist. He's a blonde Scientologist. He grew up in L.A. There's nothing Jewish about that. He came out of a Jewish vagina. You can't, family, you can't undermine that. because his family's Scientologists. <laughs> it's well documented. Well, there you go, Spike. I gave you some ideas. Uh, just pick up Jews Who Rock. You can make your Jewish supergroup from that. People can email the show, sickwrongpodcast at uh, hotmail.com. Wackily, have you been on the forum lately? No. I haven't been on the forum either. I kind of feel bad about it. Um, but people, go check out the Sick Wrong forum. There's a, a whole like thriving community of nasty people online that are associated with the show. Just go to sickwrongpodcast.com, click on forum. Uh, recently, I was on there, and I noticed uh, Pazuzu posted a thread in your in your section that said um are you sitting down or are you sitting comfortably wankerly and it was about it's a video of these two like warrior chicks playing harps from skyrim do, do you play skyrim yeah well i did i don't anymore but i played it for a long ass time is that your fantasy to be walking through a forest and encounter two blonde like warrior chicks playing harps uh, I don't, I don't, I've never thought about it really. <laughs> mostly, yeah, I just mostly in that game, I just murder everybody. That's kind of is that the is that what is that the point of the game is just to go through and just uh, well, you do massacre. whatever you want. Like so, like an evil god will ask me to like lure somebody back so he can entrap him and like you know let his demon spawn eat, eat the guy's flesh and I'll do that sort of thing. All all sorts of services for cannibals and assassins groups. That's what I do. So what if you came upon two beautiful, blonde, nubile warrior chicks eating and cannibalizing a corpse? Yeah, I would join in. I'd yeah. be like, hey, hey, what's up? What's up, ladies? <laughs> Give me some of that foot. <laughs> People, go check out the Sick Wrong Forum. SickWrongPodcast.com. Click on Forum. Uh, thank you for subscribing and rating and commenting on the show on iTunes. You know, some uh, guy emailed me. His name's Fariz. He emailed me through Facebook saying, perhaps we should do like a comment competition on sick and wrong like if uh, you write the wittiest most clever comment we'll pick one each week and uh then uh we'll give you a sick and wrong prize of some sort it's a good idea maybe we'll do this maybe we'll hold a comment competition for the month of november i don't know but people on what on the show like uh, from itunes you can just make a funny comment and if it's the oh, funniest an itunes one, comment i thought you're, i thought you're just talking about comments in general no 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 oh. you, you got to subscribe rate the show in itunes and then the funniest comment of that week we pick it out for the four weeks of november and we give prizes out oh so sure we, we can judge so i don't know it helps out the show if you subscribe and listen to the show through itunes a lot of people have been saying like you know I, how do you access the, the number one and two and three like the first the initial episodes the early episodes of sick and wrong we call it the early days we actually call it the black haze because we don't even remember any of it you mm. got to subscribe to sick and wrong on itunes you got to click the subscribe button and that will download all of the shows for you you can't just listen without subscribing because it doesn't go back all the way to episode one. You got to subscribe, people. Click a button and it'll download the shows to your machine. Also, Sick and Wrong t-shirts. We have t-shirts. Cheap Trick t-shirts. Cheap Trick inspired t-shirts available right now. Sick Should we not Pos say that? Or are we going to get sued? Well, they're inspired by Cheap Trick, one of my favorite bands. That would homage. be... You know, that would be a good band. Uh, what's his name? The uh, I forget that guy's name that wrote all the music. Cheap Trick. 
He'd be kind of a cool guy. Rick, uh, Rick, Rick. Steve's. Springfield. No, it's Rick something. Anyway, Rick Nielsen. Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick would be a good guy to have you in, to have in your head advising you on how to live your life. Because that guy wrote some cool music. So anyway, they inspired the new Cheap cheap Trick t-shirt, Sick and Wrong Design. So go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store and order one while you still can. I mailed about 15 shirts out last Friday. So we're mm-hmm. like it's steadily really up with the sales. Yeah, we're running through them. So uh, get one while you still can. Finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in from Tom. He goes, hey, D, I'd like to make a request for the Song of the Week. This is a local band that I've seen a few times now, and I think you'd like them. Their name is Arse Full of Chips. Arse Full of Chips. I've attached a photo from the last gig we went to. It kind of looks like a naked John Lennon, right? Um, it's the guy from the video. So he sent me the video for this song. Um, he goes, I love the show. Keep it slick. Keep it slong. Hugs and kisses, Tom. And the song is called Shoulda Gone to Spec Savers. And it's a Harry Potter song. It's a song about Harry Potter by Arseful of Chips. So we're going to end the show about this. Well, what are your sentiments on Harry Potter, Wackerly? It's lame and for children. Exactly. Her new book is supposed to suck, too, which is great. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to be like some kind of Fifty Shades of Grey erotica kind of thing. Uh, well, it's supposed to be for adults, but I hear it's terrible. I'm sure. You know, it's I funny. Read, I never read any of the books, and I saw maybe two or three of the movies. Yeah, I didn't read the books. I think I saw the first movie. But it was funny. When I went to that kamikaze convention a few weeks ago, there, uh-huh. were, there were adults. I'm saying, I'm saying people over the age of 30 playing a game of Quidditch. Quidditch, that fictitious uh-huh. game where you cruise around on uh, brooms and you, you throw a badminton thing around. They had a tournament, and there were children watching their fathers out there playing Quidditch. Could you imagine, like, the, just the therapy you're going to need later on in life? I don't know. Maybe you won't need therapy because you'll be so much cooler than your dad. I mean, most people need therapy because they never could live up to their dad's expectations or, you know, achieve what he achieved. But, you know, if you're already basically ahead of him by the time you're 12, you can feel pretty good about yourself. Perhaps. I don't know. But I, I just remember there were lots of dads out there who made their children, like young children or toddlers, dress up in themed outfits like Ghostbusters. Or I saw one guy who was like Iron Man with his Iron Kid. And they had like uh-huh. real outfits, you know. I, I'm going to let that slide. I'm going to give that a pass. But fucking Quidditch? If, if my dad forced me to play Quidditch with him, I, I don't know what I would do. I think that's how a serial killer is born, in my opinion. I think it has to do with touching the butthole more than playing Quidditch. (laughs) I would rather my dad shove a tube in my ass and make me butt chug Manischewitz wine than play Uh Quidditch. Are you saying he did that? Not saying anything. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to end the show here with Should Have Gone the Spec Savers by Arseful of Chips, a song about Harry Potter. People will be back next week with episode 351. Till then, take it sleazy. Harry Potter should have gone. Better pair of glasses with hair like that. The stupid twat. We'll never touch girls' asses. Should have got that scar. Laser off. Stop doing magic tricks. Then Hermione would be sucking. Hagrid, Ron, and Harry's dicks. Harry Potter should have gone. Better pair of glasses with hair like that. The stupid twat. We'll never touch girls' Tarsus, she got that scar. Stop doing magic tricks, then her money would be sucking. I would rather Harry stick. What sort of bloke lives under the stairs and carries a wand around every day? He hangs around with Ron and his ginger brothers who were both insane.
Uh, fuck you. Uh, I'm going to do something about this.